Welcome to the Feld Podcast. We have a great episode today. I sit down with Jared, one of the Jareds, the taller Jared, the funnier Jared, just kidding, from Tales from the Fort. We talk about his early years in life, going through some family things that, you know, just helped him grow up, finding, you know, his love in high school and getting married young, starting a family, very career-driven life. And there's a lot of nuggets in here. If you're a father, he gives some great insight from his life experiences, and he shares some of the challenges that he's faced as a podcaster, as a husband, and as a dad. It was a great sit-down. Thank you, Jared, for coming in and joining me here at the Failed Podcast. So now, here's the interview. I hope you enjoy it. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Felt Podcast. I hope you've been enjoying the episodes that we've been putting out. Thank you for your support. Thank you for subscribing, commenting. And, you know, some some of my friends and stuff, they send me messages on DM. Thank you all so much for the support. That's always appreciative whenever, you know, we're doing like a venture like this, something creative. And so here we are again. We have a, a great guest with us today. Jared is in the house from Tales from the Fort. Now, the podcast has two Jareds. Yes. Right? There's the brains and then there's the muscle. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you no. which this Jared is. You figure it out for yourself, but it's very, very obvious. And so, Jared, how you doing, my man? Thank you for coming in. How you doing today? Doing great, man. Thanks for having me. How's your day been? How about that? Let's start with that. Uh, good. You know, Monday, so uh, getting back in the work week, yeah. and it's Thanksgiving week, so um, I work for a quick trip, and we're getting busy with the holidays oh, yeah. coming up, so all the travelers going to Grandma's house and everything, so we're going to be busy the next three days. Not like we're not already busy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I came down from Houston, and I hit a QT. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, I have never seen this, okay? That was like six, no, maybe more, maybe like 10 buses that had just showed up, teams and whatever. And there was cars in every gas pump and cars waiting. We went inside and we were literally next to people. There was lines (laughs) to the restroom for the coffee, for the drink. It was the scariest thing that I experienced at QT. Because usually everyone's like, oh, man, the scariest thing that happens at QT is you spend too much money, you eat too much food. But, dude, it it was just crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll get buses. You know, when you go into those type of quick trips where we're on the highway, We'll get sports buses, you know, yeah, tour buses. Yeah, bad timing. Yep. I was like, whoa, yeah. man. But anyways, but thank you for coming on. It's been a, a while in the making. I went yeah. on Tales from the Fort. I really enjoyed it. Y'all treated me very well, and I just wanted to say thank y'all for having me on. I'll actually put a link in this show's description to that pod okay. and uh, for people to enjoy. Did you enjoy? How, oh. how was how was my visit on Tales from the Fort? <laughs> Your visit was great. You kind of grounded us a little bit and <laughs> like yeah. brought us down and no, was no. like, hey, because you uh, you quizzed us on some things. Yeah. You, you came with some questions. Yeah, no, it was fun. It was a good it was time. Good. Yeah. And so how long have y'all been podcasting for? Um, about a year and three or four months now. We yeah. started in September of last year. You uh, have such a radio voice. That's I hear that a lot. Yeah. So, you, you ever done any broadcasting or any voiceover work? No, I've so wanted to though. That's, okay, try this for me. Just say, <laughs> okay, follow me. Welcome, and you're listening to the Felt Podcast with your host Sam Iscafell. Okay, ready? Go. Welcome, and you're listening to the Felt Podcast with your host Sam Roscafell. Roscafell. <laughs> What's your last? <laughs> I screwed up your last name. Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Yeah, Iscavelt. No, that's Escavelt. good, dude. See? Nah, I love it, yeah. man. I think you did it on purpose because you didn't want me to use it. Right? Did you? Did you mean no, to no, flop? No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. 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 Why, no that's... why would I do that? <laughs> so, anyways, I'm just I, look, dude. I don't know what it is, 
but I enjoy talking to you. There's this like easiness about you mm-hmm. and like my jokes don't work all the time, but with you <laughs> they do. So I don't know if you're just being nice, <laughs> but I just I, like good jokes. Yeah, yeah. So we just laugh over silly stuff. And I like that. Like yeah. those are the type of people that I really that I really <laughs> like. The people that laugh right. at what, you know, my attempts to be be funny uh, do you consider yourself humorous or m- more on the ser- serious side no i i think i'm i walk the line i definitely want to be humorous and yeah. you know especially with my family and friends that i'm really close to um, people that i first meet i probably try to come across more serious with them first yeah. till they get to know me and then i open up a little bit more to them and um but I'm a social butterfly. I, I I love talking to people. That's why one reason why I was really wanting to do a podcast. But the second reason was what you brought up. I just got told that today at my store. I got I get told several times through my Quick Trip career that, oh man, you have a great voice. You yeah. know, do you do radio? Do you do voiceovers? I'm like, no, but I would love to. If you know anybody, please hook me up. <laughs> well, this is it. This is the path to, exactly. to that. So if you're watching this, yeah. throw my boy an email, man. Exactly. Give him an invite. I'm so, versatile. <laughs> so it's funny because obviously you're married, I'm married, mm-hmm. and we describe ourselves a certain way. Like if I was, you were to ask me, Sam, describe yourself. Oh, I'm very intelligent, very respectful, mm-hmm. and I talk very proper. Oh, my, blah, blah, blah. You know, and then you ask our wives and it's completely, completely different. Like, different. Sam this, Sam that. Like it just goes. So that's how you describe yourself. Mm-hmm. How do you think your wife would describe you? My wife probably would describe me as uh, annoying sometimes <laughs> just because I, I am the social butterfly. Um, wherever we go, if I bump into somebody I, I know or... Like, look, at you know, Jer- look at Jared over there laughing, right? <laughs> laughing everywhere, having a good time. Right. Why do you laugh so much? Why do you smile all the time? <laughs> That's a hard thing to do. Yeah. I, I feel like in this day and age, I see too many frowns whenever oh, I'm watching people. I, I so agree. I was like driving or wa- when I watched up, I'm I'm smiling mm-hmm. with what I'm watching or listening. And sometimes I tell my brain, why are you Why are you smiling? <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I could watch it with with a normal face right (laughs) okay jared so we you know i like to go down people's journey okay and in our life journey we we take unexpected turns there's challenges there's things that just make us who we are right so let's go ahead and just however your memory serves you i just want to know kind of where you from where you're from what was the environment that you grew up in Mm -hmm. you know what part of the country did have you come from and and then we'll just go from there and we'll go down your journey and we'll finish up with the podcast stuff okay um well i'm originally from wichita kansas that's where i basically grew up i was born in south carolina because my dad's a military man he's a ex-marine and so uh one of his last couple months um i was born and so i was only there for like six months of my life, if that. Okay, okay. <laughs> it wasn't very long. So you didn't get an accent from South Carolina? Mm, nope, didn't get the accent. <laughs> <laughs> Missed all the humidity and the moss hanging from the yeah, trees. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, it is a beautiful state. Um, but uh, yeah, I grew up in Wichita, Kansas, basically south of Wichita. It's a little town called Hayesville, very country, um, lots of farmland. Uh, my grandparents on my mom's side are farmers. They are still farmers to this day. They are 96 and 91 or 92. Man, what, what did they farm when they were young and how has it transitioned or changed to today? Um, they've always pretty much farmed the same stuff from yeah. young to now. Um, wheat, soy, uh, soybeans, um, corn, uh, just, you know, yeah. regular stuff. Uh, but how it's changed today is my grandpa's got a lot more land. He just buys land up. He was a smart guy when he was young. Very smart guy. Back then he was out there working, and now he's inside with an iPad. Right. He's just like, I'm, I'm all done farming, son. I wish he was that way. He he hates technology. He loves the old way. Yeah. He still fixes his own tractors, and I don't know how wow. he does it. And we tell him he's so stubborn. I think that, that's, I know that's where I get my stubbornness. I get my stubbornness from him. Um, but, yeah, they're just so intelligent. They always had this uh, life uh, bringing up of if they can't afford it, they're not going to buy it. They've so, never had a credit so card. So whose parents are, are the, you, those grandparents that farmed? Those are my moms. Your moms. Okay. Mm-hmm. What are is there some of the some things that they taught your mom 
that you learn, but you know they learn from your grandparents because farming and being that close to the ground and just watching this world change. Right. And you're and they're they're like in this time warp. Like <laughs> everything has changed, but farming, although there's new technologies and stuff right. like that. But it it keeps you connected. The time moves so much slower whenever you're in that kind of industry. What are some lessons that you think you've gotten from your mom that she got from them? Definitely work ethic. Yeah. Definitely, you know, you work hard for what you uh, what you need. Um, you don't uh, you don't buy anything mm. that you don't need. You yeah. know, you save or you know you don't you don't just continue to save and just pile it away and never spend but you only get what you you need you know and uh, i i definitely learned that i've learned how to budget budget my money um figure out all the things in life of just working hard and knowing that uh, i did a honest day's work yeah. uh, no matter what i'm doing whether it's farming or just doing uh housework yeah. or my work at quit trip and um, i definitely learned like uh, being the best at whatever you do, whether it's, you know, if you're a garbage man, you're the best garbage man that's out there. I agree. You know, if you're a pilot, you're the best pilot that's out there. It doesn't matter what you do. You just got to be the best at it. So you, you come across as a romantic to me. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta, yeah. Guys, don't don't be annoyed. Like, just laugh with us. Right. You're going to be like, y'all laughing too exactly. much. We're losing weight. Right. Okay. We're, we're getting fit during this interview. Yeah. So we're in these abs. <laughs> <laughs> so jump ahead, you know, obviously middle school, high school, mm-hmm. unless there's a middle school, elementary, middle school, if there's something right. significant there that really has impacted you, share it. But if not, I want to jump into high school because you had a high school sweetheart and y'all got married, you know, graduation, boom, you got married. And you, you know, you started adulting right away. And this day and age, when you talk to young people, that's like not normal. Like the, right. the years uh, till someone gets married are getting wider and wider from high school. But y'all got married right away. Tell me a little bit about those years in your life. Okay. Yeah, high school was pretty much the the point of all of it. Uh, never really had anything crazy in elementary school or middle school or anything like that. Obviously, different going no, going out here, going out there. But uh, actually, to correct you real quick, it wasn't my high school sweetheart. So we oh, knew let's each just, other. So let's just move yeah. past that. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. We knew of each other. Got she it. dated my best friend, and I dated her best friend. Oh, or, yes, yes. I mean, we were a group of friends just together. Yeah. But uh, And then we graduated in 97. And after graduation, uh, my girlfriend and I called it quits. We no longer were seeing each other. And so I was starting to date other girls. and But she kind of kept going off and on with my best friend. And but I always liked her. I always enjoyed when we did go went out on double dates. Uh, that you know, it's like oh, this girl's not just attractive; yeah. she's smart. You know, she's got a lot going for her. I don't know what my best friend's doing on screwing everything <laughs> up every time with her. <laughs> oh, good thing he did. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, eventually, um, it, it is a, a cool story of how it all kind of conspired. But um, don't know how long we have because it's kind of a long story but we got together and uh she came out into one of my quit trips when i was working there late at night and uh, she invited me over to her place when i got off work and went over there kind of hung out we hung out until the uh, sun came up the next day just talking learning more about each other and the rest was kind of history once you know we started dating uh, then I uh, started hanging out with her more. We started going out doing different things. We actually got an apartment together, which her parents didn't really like. Uh, how, how old were y'all at this time? We were 19, 18, 19. Okay, so y'all were kids. Man. We were all like, kids. As, yeah. as parents, it's our job to to kind of you know jump in and say, whoa, 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 kids. Right. Y'all don't know what's going on. And sometimes it, it can bring a lot of negativity. Like it can cause us to either be mad or grow resentment towards our parents. And, and right. then it draws us towards what they don't want to happen. Right. Did, how did your parents and her parents handle it? Was there stuff that you learned from it that maybe you'll put to practice with your kids? Or was there some things your parents did do right? Usually parents, you know, we, we're parents. Yeah. And we'll say and do things that we will regret later. <laughs> right. So how, how was that? Because y'all were, y'all were pretty young. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 18, 19 years old, going into an apartment together. Um, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of questions on my dad. 
uh, my mom and dad split when I was about nine or ten. Um, and so for my dad and my stepmom, they had a lot of questions. They were like, uh, are you sure you're wanting to do this? You know, taking me through the whole steps of everything, trying to make me think logically, obviously. And then my mom, she was uh, for it, but she, again, just had her worries and would just bring those up to me here and there. Uh, her parents were pretty easy going either which way. Yeah. Um, they just wanted the what was best for us. Um, and we just thought at that time, it's like, hey, we need to get to know each other as far as, do you really like me? <laughs> do you, mm-hmm. are, are you cool with me snoring all the time? Or if I make this noise or that noise yeah. and you the same with me if I don't like this? So let's just figure it out by living together. Yeah. So you learn a lot about each other. Yes. And, and it's a lot of the real stuff. All You know, like who's the man behind the jabos? You know what I mean? <laughs> like right. who is that guy? So what were some of the things that maybe – you learned about her that you had to come to terms with. Now, I like how long have y'all been married to now? Uh, 25 years. So this is, you've been in this for a long time. And right. so guys, if you're watching, this is right. like a, a a crash course. And like, I'm sure you got a lot of great advice. So we're going to try to pull some of that when it comes to love, relationships and conflicts and, you know, just problem solving with, with, oh, within yeah. a, a, a relationship, which a lot of people struggle with. Mm-hmm. So don't lose your train of thought, because I also want to clarify that you you did mention QT. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that you're like triple diamond platinum employee <laughs> of like, I don't know how many months you've been with QT for a long time. Right. That is where you're at. And I, I admire how proud you are of your job. And you have made it like this career for you. You've got to do you've got to to do a lot of things for QT. Mm-hmm. They've helped you develop and grow. Some of the early lessons that y'all learned and you were like, man, I, I wish I didn't have to go through them, but I did, and here's the value. Um, I think the biggest thing is just the overall communication. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, communicating with the opposite sex uh, is hard <laughs> yeah. at, at the beginning. You know, right now, we think it's easy, but uh, even 25 years of marriage, we've had some struggles of, you know, communicating properly and be like, hey, uh, I didn't really care for this or whatever. But early on, you're 18, 19 years old, moving into an apartment. And now it's like I stopped at a place, I stopped at my buddy's place on the way back to the apartment and no. I didn't call her or tell her. And then I get home and, oh boy, here it comes. I'm like, well, who cares? I'm yeah. not married to you. You're not married to me. I just stopped at my boy's house. Why are you getting all upset? So y'all y'all moved in, but y'all weren't married yet. Right. No. How often would that, like, we're not married yet. Did it, <laughs> did, like, what brought y'all up to the point when you asked her to marry you? And how did you did you see, like, man, maybe this, maybe I shouldn't think like that, that we're not married and I can behave a certain way. How did that, how did you grow from that? Right. Um, I think once we started hanging out, just being in the apartment together and going shopping together and uh, going just doing everything together, we just found out that we liked a lot of the th- same mm-hmm. things. There was a lot of things that she likes that I don't like, and there's a lot of things that I like that she doesn't like. Yeah, I like yeah. sports. She hates sports. She doesn't like watching sports. She doesn't like playing sports, but I love sports. Oh, I love man. watching them. I love playing them. Yeah. Uh, all those things. She'll she'll watch the major events. Like yeah. when my Saints went to the Super Bowl finally, she was into that. Yeah. You know, she really got behind me. I think she was just there to cheer me on. Yeah. Just, you know, a little victory that my team finally got there. But uh, just, you know, digging into those things and seeing that, you know, I've got another person that mm. I've got to understand and relate with. Uh, on so many different levels and so going through that sucked you know because there's a lot of there's a lot of times where you want to storm out or or we did storm out you know she she would take off or she wouldn't come home or i wouldn't come home for a while just because we were just upset going through that but then you sit down here and you think about it like that's childish that I'm upset about this. Yeah, but yeah. y'all were young. Exactly. So how do you wait? How did y'all mature together? Where, how could you identify when y'all would grow? And you're like, man, we're becoming better adults. We're becoming right. a, better at marriage. What were some of those times? Was it when you had your first kid? When the, the your kid came a certain age? Like, how many kids do you have right now? We have three. Three, mm-hmm. and that's it. Y'all that's done. That's it. We are done. So, what was having the first one, and y'all being so young again? Right. Were y'all still in the apartment? Were y'all married? Mm-hmm. 
We, yeah, we were finally married. We got married in June mm-hmm. and my son was born in September. So, you know, we didn't, I didn't, you know, we found out that we were pregnant and I, we didn't jump right in. It's like, oh, well, we're pregnant, so we might as well get together. No, yeah. you know, that's that's not the way to get into a marriage. You should never do that. Uh, that's another reason why it took a while. You know, in June, we finally, I, I finally asked her to marry me because I, I started to see all the positives that were going on with these things, you know, yeah. the that I could see myself with this woman for the rest of my life you know all the different things that she would do for us as a couple like doing dishes doing laundry all the things that i would do for us as a couple doing dishes bringing home uh the 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 money because i was kind of the breadwinner at that time but then she started getting her job and then she got pregnant um and so once we had our first child that's really when we just kind of looked at each other and just knew that we're in this for the long haul. You know, yeah. yeah, we're married, and we should have already been thinking that. But as soon as he came in mm. to the world, we just were like, we got to do this now. You know? What were some qualities that you saw in your wife when you first met her mm-hmm. that still stand strong today? <laughs> and like the, From back then, because people change, but the oh, stuff yeah. that, that makes us real, it will last forever. And you can ask a couple that's in their 80s or 90s, and, and they're like, I love this about her right. because that's how I met her. Do, have you discovered that? Do oh, you yeah. know what that is? Could you could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, there's a couple things, uh, two big things. The first big thing is, uh, I think I kind of already mentioned, just her intelligence. She is just yeah. so smart. And not just, you know, intelligent as far as, you know, um, being able to help with kids' homeworks or being able to get a job and continue to grow in that job, but just intelligent of with money, yeah. you know, with life stuff that's going on. Um, that's one thing I've always told my kids, and I tell a lot of people that are getting into relationships, you guys got to figure it out if uh, if you're a buyer or, mm. you know, or a spender, I, w- I should say, or are you a saver? And neither one's really wrong but yeah. you got to be able to admit to it and understand what it is that way you can budget your money accordingly got it and that's what she's smart in she is so smart in budgeting money and knowing what we can and can't do and she's got that um respect for it to where she can cut it off and yeah. i and i can cut it off you know we can be like okay we're not spending any money this is a meat and potato <laughs> week yeah. you know you know we, we want to have uh, sirloin and lobster every yeah. week but you can't you know there's days where you got to eat some beanie weenies and yeah, things like that to sure. get through it so that intelligent and then and then just overall fun you know uh, i am an extrovert she is an introvert for sure but when she gets to know people when she gets out there into what she loves to do concerts for example we love going to concerts uh, breaking benjamin shine down things like that and just us being in that element is just so fun and when we go out together just ourselves and we'll go bowling or we'll go play miniature golf we just have fun together you know so we can be that serious mom and dad or husband and wife uh, sit down this is what we got to do and then there we're just the, our kids you know we're back to being a kid again yeah in the in our 40s and even back then we went to haunted houses all the time on halloween we you know those are the type of things we like a lot similar like holidays we like similar uh music and movies yeah. we like very similar it's just some little bitty thing like she loves to read books i hate reading books i yeah, yeah. i'll read a comic book i love comic books they have pictures and <laughs> colors <laughs> a storyline <laughs> so you say you're an extrovert she's mm-hmm. an introvert those are man those are the opposite ends of the spectrum right and it's a very complicated thing right and did, and did y'all identify that early? Because obviously it's part of the vocabulary now. Right. Did y'all know that y'all were both designed that way? And what what have y'all learned? Because it takes an introvert to be able to describe an extrovert and an extrovert to do the, the opposite. Right. What has she taught you and what has she learned from you when it comes to, to, to those two things? Right. I think what she's taught me is that I, I don't have to be the life of the party. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like... We can go into this uh, little get together, whatever it is, and I can just be myself, just sit down, calm down, just blend in type deal. Um, It doesn't always have to be about me or us or anything like that. Um, And then I think what I've uh, taught her was, you know, 
friends are important. You know, we want to keep friends and we want to have friends. We want to invite them over. It keeps us going too, to where it's not just us all the time. Because I love those moments and she loves those moments, but we also got to venture out to where we have other friends, whether they're single or married, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, and we do. We have several uh, friends that are single, we have several friends that are uh, uh, together, whether they have kids or no kids. And we just, uh, to be able to have those relationships is very important to us. And so I think I've taught her that of, you know, we got to get out there. We got to mingle. We can't just be hermits. You know, you can't just yeah. be doing our own little thing and not But, but that's her thing. Yeah. Like the hermit, that's her. Right. Like, and I'm, I'm speaking kind of for her because I'm, I'm an introvert. Okay. And it's anxiety and all of that. It's, yes. it's exaustion and it's very real. And yes. it's just, it, it, it makes sense that she's a reader. It makes sense that she's very intellectual and very thoughtful that, that lines up mm -hmm. with being an introvert. What could someone do that maybe is an extrovert to kind of help an introvert? Um, I think that you've learned like, like right. directly with her. Right. Don't rush it. Mm. <laughs> is it like grocery shopping or is it like driving? Like what, what particular? Um, just like when when we go out and mingle, you know, Quitrip has a lot of functions, you mm -hmm. know, so uh, and her job would have a lot of functions. They would have, you know, uh, Christmas is right around the corner. So uh, she's had several jobs where she's in the medical field and their whole doctor office would have a Christmas party. Uh, quit trip would be the same. We'd have a quit trip gathering uh, Christmas party and we'd be able to invite our spouses, which is very rare with quit trip. We only uh -huh. do that like once or twice a year where yeah. the spouses can come along. And, you know, I can just tell, you know, very early now she's gotten a lot better, but very early on, she'd just be sitting in the car tw twiddling her thumbs or yeah. she's getting anxious anxiety. And, and I just say, Oh, it's going to be okay. And I just kind of blew it off. You can't blow it off. You got to get, understanding to what they're going through and really put yourself in that spot mm -hmm. of okay i get it i'm not like this but you are how can i help you and just kind of gradually do this one and then maybe have get some friends together it's like hey let's just have a little friend uh, get together and get her to that one and mm -hmm. just slowly build it don't just rush it in and then get all hot and bothered because there has been times when when we were growing together uh, very early on where we would leave a place and she wasn't really mingling and she wasn't doing this. And so I didn't think she was having any fun at all. And so I'm getting in the car all mad and we're driving home and I'm hot and bothered going, man, we could have been there another hour. I can't believe you wanted to leave so early just because I wasn't understanding. I was just pushing yeah. her too much to get involved and pushing her way out of her comfort zone. For me, it's like when we go to functions like with my wife, it's funny because I, I, I'll pull away, I'll keep to myself, and she'll think, why are you mad? Why are you being rude? Right. And that's just, it's just part of it. I'm obviously dealing with trying to be better every day. Right. But if I have one good conversation to make a great connection with someone, and she were to ask me, how, how was the event? I would say it was great. I had a good time, but I didn't dance or anything. <laughs> right. But it's very different what an introvert enjoys and what makes it pleasant. And True. for me, it could just be a, a great conversation. Yeah. Before we transition, to, I got some deeper questions about your marriage. Okay. Uh, but I have this funny scenario, and I'm just curious <laughs> if you've been through it. You remember on Dumb and Dumber, whenever they're wearing the orange and blue suit? Yes. Do y'all ever go out and you like put on, just go with me. Right. You put on the orange suit, and then you're like, coming out, she goes, not today. Right. And then you go back in and you change to like normal. <laughs> not joking. <laughs> no fun right. today. Right. Oh, that's kind of the that's kind of the drive on the way there. I think she's kind of filling me out like, okay, where are you at with your mood on this? You know, yeah. Am I going to have to reel you back in and like really drag you out of this place or what? So, what can I understand about an extrovert from your perspective? Um, I think one of the biggest things is we don't uh, we don't always have to be a go go. I think it's sometimes. Uh, and especially an introvert who is with an extrovert. So my wife, for example, I feel like she's, you know, if she thinks about a birthday party or something else that we want to do, she kind of thinks over the top mm. thinking that I want all this extra stuff. And if it, if she doesn't do it, I'm not, I'm going to be disappointed or upset. And that's not it. You know, we love our quiet time as well. Um, I love just being at home with her or just our family, you know, just our kids around. I don't have to, we don't have to have all the hustle and bustle for sure. But, um, but when we are in the moment, 
and you're not feeling it, you want to get out. The only other thing I would just say is give us give us some help on yeah. recognizing it. You know, yeah. try to come to us and like, hey, can I talk to you? Or heck, nowadays with phones, text it. You know, yeah. That that was the beauty. Now the uh, you know when my wife and I were growing up, you know, we got married in '98, '98 and up, we didn't have cell phones to text. You couldn't text me at the other end of the room like hey let's get out of here or something like that you know Uh, i just got a dirty look or (laughs) you know or like you were just saying you're just sitting there and your wife's like oh great he's pissed off she's sending me a text with her face (laughs) and it's saying let's go (laughs) right yep and that's what's great is you know especially as you grow together you can really understand the body language i mean the body language is just right there i can just i can look at my wife uh to this day and see exactly almost what she's thinking, what she's going through. Um, <laughs> I think about if it was like a SNL skit and you're like, I can read my bo- my wife's body language really well. <laughs> and every time it's like, wrong, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, so there's another sign and right. you're like, I'm in trouble again. I'm in real trouble now. <laughs> so uh, marriages are challenging. There's two yes. people coming together that are going to have to figure out a way to create. I call it the third person. And that's right. what brings everyone together. Because okay. a person's individuality is so important and it must be maintained. You know, you can't, it, you can't do away with that. So the third person has to be developed. But in that, there's challenges. There's arguments. What? How, what are some conflicts or challenges that y'all have had? And you can say, man, we went through this through year for years and we made a commitment to change. And what were those lessons or, or change of directions that y'all took mm-hmm. that you're so thankful y'all did now that maybe you'll pass down to your kids when they get married? Right. Um, definitely financial, you know, um, sitting down and thinking about what you're going to do financially. Can you afford this? Can you afford that? Especially if you're into habits. Um, know she'll she'll probably hate me for bringing this up uh just use another name <laughs> my friend's wife yeah my friend's wife there you go. was I'll a smoker <laughs> but you know smoking cigarettes is an expensive habit you know yeah. and so trying to get through that and so if she's buying a pack of cigarettes and i go out and buy something and then i get in trouble for buying that one thing because we're in the financial situation that we're in it's like well you bought those cigarettes so why is it bad if i buy this and so mm. having those conflicts and having that sit down there's many times where we you know not many times but a couple of times where we would fight uh, about financial things and trying to get something down on paper of this is what we can do this is what we can't do yeah you know simple things of just budgeting because you know a car problem is right around the corner you know a yeah, flat yeah. tire to where you're now buying a 300 hundred dollar tire or whatever um, is right around the corner mm-hmm. so being able to budget that and for me to be able to, to understand that growing mm-hmm. up with her that's why i said she's very intelligent yeah. <laughs> and she got me to understand that because I'm man yeah, she she was. <laughs> <laughs> so if we would have never gone down that path i've i've seen so many uh relationships not just you know newlyweds but marriages that are 10 years in yeah that still struggle to this day with financial problems and they very seldom work out you got your spender or they're both spenders or they're both savers mm. and it just it's a struggle and i think it, we are better for it and i know our kids are better for it yeah we have set them down my son came over the other day he bounced something off of us on all, all on his own and when he left we kind of were able to look at each other like we did that you yeah, know we were able great. to help him with that and to let him understand that he has an avenue to come to us and be like hey this is the financial situation that i'm thinking about going what do you think and we set it down and he had everything planned out everything was good and so he already answered his question he was just kind of getting confirmation yeah and that was awesome dude that's great so so obviously you know in the early years relationships and getting on your feet there's times of struggle there's times when we're short and we can't whatever it is right and it really brings people closer like a husband and wife like if you're struggling what are some instances that y'all have gone through because like when me and my wife when we have been short and let's say that we we can't even buy groceries right we're that tight right and 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 for me it's so crazy because i i overlook it once you know we get we get good again but (laughs) man we look at the fridge very different 
you know, mm-hmm. and, and I swear we will clean that fridge out and be yeah. like, oh, we never use that. We're eating it now. And it and it does something to us because it brings us together in that struggle. Obviously, right. we're always striving to, to make more money, be more successful. But it, it's almost like it's so important to go through that mm-hmm. and having those conversations that from as a man, it's kind of embarrassing at times when your wife says, you know, we don't have enough and you're like dang i didn't you know i didn't right. i didn't make it this month or whatever it's hard right but i think it builds a bond and man it just adds so much 100% to a relationship can you think of a time where maybe you were like man i, I didn't live up to it, but but your wife encouraged you and y'all made it past right yeah um you know, obviously daycare is expensive. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, so my wife was working, but we had our uh, second child, <clears throat> and uh, we moved to Phoenix with Quit Trip, and it was just me working. You know, Mandy wasn't working because why? You know, everything that she would have worked for would have went to yeah. daycare, so why do it? Um, so there was a time where, you know, I was working doubles, uh, working on my days off, uh, because of that exactly what you just said it's like man we don't have it this week and i'm like i'm not gonna let that happen again because yeah. i'm man and yeah. i'm i'm gonna provide so i go in and work extra but then i don't see my family when i do yeah, that <laughs> it's a tough choice right and so that's when you're right we definitely bonded uh and our scenario was a little different because uh well a lot different because we didn't have any family around at that time oh, yeah, 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 we're, we were in we're phoenix yeah yep we moved to phoenix we had some quick trip friends you yeah. know some people that we knew there but you know you're not going to go up to them and say hey can i get a couple hundred and we're a little tight right now it's not not like mom and dad um and not that mom and dad are in a whole another country but you know they're four to five states away they're a whole day away of getting in contact with and seeing if they can send us any money and so we just hunkered down and we made it a pack of you know this is what we're going to do and that's what i brought up you know the whole steak and lobster or a uh, hot dog week yeah you know if if you're putting making uh raviolis every day or mac and cheese and hot dogs every day mm-hmm. for a week or two then that's what you do and but it does i i totally agree with you it brings you so much closer because not only can you not uh, really afford the groceries so your nickel and diamond food you can't go anywhere yeah. so you're stuck at home with your family learning about each other and yeah. talking and discussing and having that time so y'all you have three kids mm-hmm. let's jump ahead to when they're a little bit grown your marriage is a little more more mature right what did y'all learn what were some of the biggest lessons from having three kids <laughs> And then, you know, just establishing yourself more now as parents. Now, not, not, not only are you just providing for your spouse, but now you're providing for your kids and you're teaching them. You have to be there for them. Now, the, it ain't your money. Now, you no. know, it's far from your money right. at, that, at that point. What are some things that you learned about yourself and your marriage during that time? Uh, about myself was just uh, determination. Yeah. I learned that I was determined to provide for them. Um, the reasons why I moved up with Quick Trip was for them. You know, as yeah. I was a part-time employee. Uh, well, I was a uh, full-time employee, but I was doing a part-time training program. Yeah. I was a, a clerk trainer for Quick Trip when my son was exactly born. And uh, it was paying good. It, it, it was a new position, so it was kind of in the flux of learning different ways of how we could pay it. Um, so, but I knew I needed to get to the next step. You know, yeah. I needed to get to that assistant manager role, then the first assistant, then store manager. I knew I had to keep going forward because what I was earning wasn't going to cut it for now a baby yeah. coming in. And so I just made it uh, an obligation on myself that I was going to do whatever I could. If it wasn't with Quit Trip, it wasn't going to be with Quit Trip. Yeah. But Quit Trip and I were on a mutual page of I do great for them. They do great for me and it's just been a great relationship that whole way um and then as they kept coming the kids i mean so we had our second one and then our third one took five years from our second one to happen we kind of contemplated it what, what were we going to do what were we wanting because we already had a boy and girl i was set you know uh, us guys we're good <laughs> it's yeah. like i got my son i got my daughter but uh, mandy was still thinking you know should we go for a third and uh, so five years after Casey was born, my middle child, we uh, went again and had uh, our third child. And at that point is when I started learning. Um, uh, I just lost the word um, coming together. 
you know, uh, making sure that all three knew how much they were loved, mm. uh, you know, being able to simplify it for them and not uh, push one aside of the other. Yeah. My middle child loves to bring it up very often that she's the least <laughs> loved. Really? <laughs> the middle I, child, man. That, I think all these hard. middle child. Yeah. My dad's a middle child and yeah. he's the same way. It's like all these middle, uh, middle child don't get any love. <laughs> <laughs> but we had it. We wanted to show equality. We wanted yeah, to make yeah. sure that they were all equal, uh, because they they like to hint in there. It's like, okay, which one's your favorite? We, we, we they don't have. They ask you. Oh yeah, they they try to get us. You know, it's it's fun. It's not. Do you ever go like you? You know, with like three feet, like yeah, you. Right. <laughs> but uh, that was the biggest uh, point. As soon as because I saw it, as soon as we brought her in, uh, Jordan and Casey, my two oldest, they yeah. loved her. They bonded with her well. Um, Casey was like another mom to her. She would like to try to change her diapers and do all those things. But you could also see a little bit of resentment. Mm. You know, you could oh, see yeah. that resentment in them. And why did you get that toy? And I got this toy. And, you know, Christmas presents, you know, make sure that they all get an equal amount. If one's opening up one more present than the other, oh boy, watch out, you know. Uh, so making sure that they all felt the same amount of love and and that can be yeah, tough yeah, oh yeah that can be very tough because there are different stages yes very much so none of them are your favorite no nope. okay? like you hate them all equal <laughs> no joking not joking none of them are your favorite right but if you had to identify each each best quality right what would what would it be what do you admire because you're like I favor this in you and you and you right what would those be um, with my son very level-headed you know very he he thinks through things he always uh, does this analogy of, of different things that he wants to do he plans it out he looks through he finds all the pros and cons and he just then he goes for it you know he he doesn't have any type of um, uh, regrets of any type you know he he sees something he wants it he goes for it because he used to work for quick trip he thought he saw something better in another job he went through the whole pros and cons went there it wasn't what uh he wanted it to be they kind of lied to him on everything and so he came right back to quick trip started growing his career there and doing a great job great. you know casey she's my uh you know go-getter she's so extrovert like i am you know i love that about her uh, she, she's never met a stranger, <laughs> which growing up, that's scary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, no, stranger danger. Um, but and she is very thoughtful. You know, she thinks mm -hmm. through uh, how she can help other people, um, wants to provide for, you know, anybody, her friends, things like that. She Good wants heart. that. Yeah. Big heart. And then Amanda, my youngest, uh, she's kind of them two wrapped up into one. And sometimes she gets very. Uh, complex with what she wants to do because she gets in her head of yeah. I want to do this but this looks better and I just don't know and I don't want to make the decision what should I do um, but she is an achiever she she sees an issue uh, or a problem with a friend or a problem with herself and she attacks it you know she really digs deep to try to figure out how she can make herself better or her friends better yeah she was in theater in high school and that i admire that in her because i couldn't do that at 16 15 no 16 17 years old not alone performing in front of your family members when they come and see you but your friends mm. and all that growing up in high school yeah. it's like oh, no no way i couldn't do that um but she she's doing that you know she put herself out there on that stage she's showing everybody who she is she wears her feelings on her sleeves i mean it's it's just very admirable of what I see in all three of them in that. And here's the punchline. What's that? Uh, they all get it from their dad. <laughs> <laughs> some no, of those, yes. No, some I, of those, no, I love it, man. Yeah. They get so, their intelligence from their mom, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, just I'm going to give you, I'm going to, I'm going to give you these brownie points. Okay. okay. From a friend to a friend. Okay. What are some of the best qualities that your wife has? Be very thoughtful. Right. Not joking. Yeah, I got really pinpoint. <laughs> Camera guy, zoom in. <laughs> um, one of her best qualities is um, family. You know, she she loves her family. She wants her family to you know prosper and grow. Uh, she loves all three of her kids. Uh, undoubtedly, she'll help them in any way, shape, or form. Um, 
and to where she'll even push away other family to make sure her family grows and succeeds uh, if there's ever toxic family. Because, yeah. you know, we got all well, we we, know, we've we know. got those couple family members that are toxic and you just got to keep them at bay. Um, but, yeah, she's very family. Um, and then uh, going back to her intelligence, she's just extremely passionate about, you know, making sure that. Not only is she providing for the family, but I'm providing. You know, she's she continues to push us both. Uh, this is what we need to do. This is where we're at. You know, what can we do different? Um, anything like that. She's yeah. she's such a motivator in that. You know, and it's kind of weird to say that because she is an introvert, but she is very motivated to better herself, better our family, uh, better the kids. Yeah, wherever she can. The, when it comes to introverts, the people closest to them mm-hmm. get the best of them. Right. Like it, right. it's just something. Exactly. So you've been at QT for how long? 28 years. 28 years. It's mm-hmm. been through a, a lot of progressions. We know yeah. QT today as like, it's just amazing. Like they recently opened one up near here. It was like one of their signature stores in a downtown area. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, they it's just cool. do good work. And you've been there a long time. Right. And the story, uh, like, I think you can write a book about your time at <laughs> QT. Um, right. But I just wouldn't read it. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be so boring. Oh, yeah, right. But it'd be good for you. <laughs> huh? Yeah, you guys would love it. Um, tell me some of the lessons and what, because you're, you're committed, you've been there, you've grown. Mm-hmm. What have you learned? Um, and, uh, you know, and obviously, what, what's some, what are some of your goals? being there right um really learned patience for one i was a person that did not have patience uh i didn't have patience for anybody um for example i loved playing sports but i didn't like teaching sports Mm. you know if i had a player you know if i really knew the player he was a really good friend i'd coach him up a little bit but if we didn't really know each other and you weren't getting it down you know yeah you're on your own uh but i'm not that way today you know because of quick trip they've taught me how to uh, grow as a person and grow other people because you have to grow other people in that business, really in any business, but definitely in that business because otherwise you're going to do everything. Yeah. If you don't grow your people, if you don't train and teach and develop, you're going to be doing everything. You're going to work 70, 80 hours a week because you're the one in there doing everything because you haven't taught anybody. You haven't let anybody else grow. Um, and then well, as- What are some leadership things that maybe you could share with us like if you're leading a group or you're Mm -hmm. managing some people what are some things that you've learned that have really paid off yeah um well other than training uh you know really digging deep and taking the time that's the biggest thing and that's one thing i don't think any other company that's like quick trip understands you know Mm. quick trip spends a lot of time and money on just training yeah you know we have training programs for not just our people growing up with us right now but even for us old guys that have been around for 28 years, they have another training program coming through these different things called skill schools that they put you through. Yeah. And it's just, again, it's something that the company doesn't have to do, but they do it because they know the rewards from it. Yeah. And so seeing that, I knew, okay, I've got to train my people. I got to get them to understand things. But then the other thing was to delegate. As a leader, you have to delegate things out because then that lets them really grow because they do what this podcast is all about fail mm. and that is so important to to a person in a work group is to fail you know you've got to fail a couple times i don't mean the whole every day you fail but i'll give somebody a task and i purposely give them that task to see will you succeed at it or will you fail at it and a lot of times i see that the person that fails first grows quickest because they took that step back, they see what that was all about, and they're like, I'm never gonna do that again. Yeah. And they learn from that. I've failed a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have seen a lot of different things with Quit Trip that I failed at. Just simple things like customer service. You know, customer service is number one with Quit Trip. And without your customers in any business that deals with the public and customers, if you don't have your customers, guess what? You're not gonna have you're not going to have a job after a while. Yeah. And so customers, uh, your customer service becomes number one. And so learning that craft, not to just say the simple highs and hellos and things like that, but to actually dig in and be customer service professional with them, you know, talk to them and engage with them, you know, ask them how their day has been. If they have a problem, go and show them the issue. That's the biggest thing that I didn't do back growing up. Mm. You know, somebody would come in, Hey, your pump's not working. It's like, 
okay, we'll try this. Another one. Yeah, uh, go to that one, you know. But as I grew and I saw other people, I understood now, oh, I got to go out there. I need to be hands-on with them, show them this is exactly what you're doing wrong. Or, yeah, my pump just sucks. It's not doing its job. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I do need to move you to another pump. So, but when I became that leader, delegating those tasks, letting these other employees, especially my assistants, run the show and do different tasks, that really showed me, wow, now I don't have to fear them doing this task. I can go home. I know he's got this in charge or she's got that over there. I'm good. Is there a secret menu for the... (laughs) I wish. There there isn't? No. Okay, I was going to tell you to let us know a secret menu thing. Okay. No, we're not that cool. (laughs) So... You're obviously, well, how do y'all label yourselves in the podcast? Is there a, there's an A mic, a B mic, are mm-hmm. y'all both host? Or is there a host? Are you the co-host? I want to make sure that I label you correctly. Right. It's, he's host and I'm co-host. Okay. Or he's A mic, I'm B mic. Very yep. good. Yep. So how did y'all come to that understanding? Because that's a tough conversation. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No. So just, how did it all come about? Right. How long were you and Jared? There's two Jareds. Two Jareds. How did y'all be, you, tell me about a little bit about your friendship and then mm-hmm. how y'all decided to turn the mics on and do this thing that to me is very difficult. You right. know, it's, it's people see it as fun and let's just do, but it, you know, there's work that goes into it. Of course. And you got to show up every time. So how did it come to be in the right. tales from the fort? Well, Jared and I met through Quick Trip. Uh, I went to a store here when I first got here. I've only been with the this division for about six months. And he was at working at a store in Roanoke and I became the store manager there. He was the first assistant. And uh, he was kind of, you know, when, when I first got there, it's like there could only be one Jared in this town, you know. But he spells his name wrong, so yeah. I'm the original Jared. So <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the proper Jared. I'm the Jared. proper Jared. <laughs> my my Jared is spelled the bright way because it's in the Bible. So <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot of I, I tease him about that all the time. Um, but, no, we just we found out through working together because we worked Monday through Friday together. We were actually on the same shift Monday and Tuesdays together. And so we just kind of bonded. We understood what we uh, both liked, and we liked a lot of the same stuff. Me being new to the area, I was like, hey, this sounds like a good uh, guy to hang out with. He's married. Um, Maybe my wife would uh, like his wife. And so we started to get together that way, and they did. They bonded pretty well. And so we just kind of started making this pack and just kind of going around. And then he moved to San Antonio, and in 2020 they had a pretty – uh, rough time down there uh, just with the 2020 going on and just the the move and something came to them to where they needed to split up so they got a divorce um, and then that brought Jared back up here mm-hmm. and we still hung out the whole time um, even when he was down there I went down and saw him for about three or four days uh, but when he came back up here he was doing a podcast he was doing a podcast called called Tuesday Dudes Day. By himself? By, well, him and another quitter okay. friend. Yeah. And I would listen to it. I'm like, man, this is really cool. And like I said, uh, I've had so many people tell me, you you got a great radio voice. And, and then Jared was kind of wanting a different vibe of a podcast from mm-hmm. the other one that he was doing. And so him and I were hanging out one day, and he's like, we should do a podcast. I'm like, yeah, you know, if I'm down. I'm like, I don't know anything about it, so you'd have to run everything. Yeah. And, I mean, I'd, I'll show up. <laughs> so, um, But he does. He runs it all. Um, he knows the, the board great. He's got all the equipment. We do it at his house. He's got a great studio area there in his room. Um, and so we meet up uh, about every Friday or every Saturday, and we do a podcast. And uh, the biggest thing was just, how well we vibe and how well we talk and engage one another. We just thought it would make a good conversation that people would like to hear. And we would have guests on and we would uh, center our conversation around what the guest was really uh, all about. So they were informed and they would partake in our craziness that we do. (laughs) (laughs) What what are some of the challenges that y'all faced? Because working with someone, figuring out, and obviously you've been in management, so you've had some training, but this puts you in the secondary role. Right. And so how, how have you managed that? And what are some of the, you know, that you could share 
like some challenges that y'all faced and y'all had to overcome. Mm-hmm. You had to have, some, have y'all had to have a tough conversation about the pod? Not yet. Uh, not a tough conversation. We've we've had several conversations about it. Um, like we first wanted to come out and do topics, you know, yeah. um, and so we were kind of doing that at first, but then as they kind of went along, we just started seeing that the topics weren't really working. You know, we were just kind of going off of the the uh, guest more. And so we kind of had to adapt to that because I was kind of under the impression we were going to continue to do just topics. And so we talked about that. Uh, we brought that up. It's like, hey, what are we doing? I thought this is what we were going to do. No, let's shift it. Uh, but it wasn't a hard conversation to have with one another. We were both pretty easy going with it. We're both still in the learning process. Even though we've been doing this for a good 15, 16 months, we're still kind of feeling like we're new at it and just kind of getting our training wheels taken off hopefully here soon and move forward. Um, as far as me not being in a leader, more a dominant role, I love it. I actually enjoy it yeah. you know, because a lot less stress off me. He knows how busy uh, I am. You know, I'm, I'm running a very busy store. I have a lot of employees. Uh, for example, just last week, I had a very busy week last week because we had meetings. We have meetings every uh, six to eight weeks with our personnel. And I have over 42, 46 employees, and I've got to sit down with every single one of them and talk to them and see where they're at. And obviously, each conversation is different, Yeah, going from the top of my assistants all the way down to my part-timers. And so, and then, you know, being married and wanting to spend time with my wife, you know, just because I've been married for 25 years doesn't mean I, I don't get to go out on dates still. It doesn't know? accumulate. Right. You got to start over every day. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've been for 25 years. Right. What's one more yeah. hour? What, what do you want? <laughs> What's your favorite thing about being a podcaster? Oh, man. Or just putting your voice out there, yeah. you know, for the world to judge, right. for the the world to look at. Like, it's, it's oh, yeah. pretty big. Yeah. Sometimes I walk away from episodes going, man, should I have said that? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man, yeah. I don't know if I should have said that, but it's out there now. Uh, <laughs> but, no, I think the biggest thing that I enjoy about it is just hanging out, you know, mm-hmm. and making the connections. Like, since I've only been in this area for six years, seven years now. Um, I don't know a lot of people like I do back in Tucson, back in Phoenix, especially in Wichita. I go back to Wichita nowadays, and my dad makes uh, a joke. We'll go into a restaurant, and here comes a person's like, hey, Jerry, what's up? Because they still know me. You know, yeah, I've, yeah. I've made a lot of connections there, especially with one of these things, one of these things that I did with Quit Trip, which was a United Way um, fundraiser mm-hmm. uh, event. Quitrip donates an employee, a store manager, to them for four months. Oh, man. And so I, I got to do that back in 90, uh, in 07, sorry, 97, really? in 07. So you spent four months with that? With just United Way. Wow. I didn't go to my store. I didn't put on a Quitrip uniform. I still got paid by Quitrip, but I was working for United Way. I went out and did cold calls. I went to different um, establishments and preached to them about United Way and how it would benefit yeah, them and cool. benefit the employees. And some some people I'm talking to in a back room of like five or six people at Best Buy. Others, you know, Wichita, Kansas is the uh, air capital of the world. So we have Boeing, Spirit, Bombardier, Cessna, all the big uh, aircraft companies. And so I'd be up on uh, a lift uh, in a hangar talking to 100 to 200 people. You know, it's just that's like, cool. that's weird. Yeah, that is. <laughs> and you first start out going, yeah, I'm with United Way, but I don't work for them. I work for Quit Trip. And then everybody's like, what? Huh? Yeah. What's, what's going on here? Um, so, yeah, doing those type of things, uh, you know, having that relationships, I really like. I really love, you know, getting to know other people, not just other podcasters, but uh, we've been uh, interviewing some rappers that are hitting the scene. And so I just I love local. I love uh, local business. Yeah. I love local stuff. Um, you know, I love breweries, you know, because you're not going to a chain, you know, and dealing with the chain, you know, like chilies and stuff like that and eating there. You're eating at a local restaurant, this mom and pop that put this together. Yeah. Not only is their food 10 times better for one, but for two, you're helping out your city, your local mm-hmm. area. And so seeing that now in a podcast world, it's like, oh man that's even better because now we can put this on our podcast and get their name even further out. You know, right now we're not hitting, you know, every airwave out there, but we're getting, we're getting a pretty good 
responses from people. So even that 20 people or 50 people that we have on our show, we had a show that hit 180 some uh, likes yeah. and, and listens. I mean, that's 180 people now that get got to know this yeah. guest. That's someone local, someone new, and hopefully they just take off from that. So. What's one of the best lessons that you have learned from the podcast? Um, watch what you say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> watch what you say for sure. Uh, just, you know, um, you just can't put everything out there. Yeah, you know? I agree. Um, but, and then, you know, getting to know exactly what your um, guest is comfortable with. Yeah. You know, since we deal do deal with the uh, guests, we want to really make sure that before we get going, Jared's really good about before he hits that record button, hey, what are we not allowed to say? What are you not wanting to talk about? Where can we go? Where can we not go? That way they're A, comfortable, but B, we don't make that mistake of them being exposed for something that yeah. we they didn't want to be exposed for. You know, we have we've had several guests on that their career they don't want their career mentioned you know mm. because their career is you yeah. know something important and we need to make sure that that stays that way and so it's it's very good that we connect with that person right then and there to where we don't make that stump uh, mistake well i've had a good time oh yeah thank you for being open and sharing i have a few i have five questions to ask you to finish up they're uh -huh. very they're very quick and easy <laughs> and uh and here we go. You ready? Okay. Got it. What do you think is the key to happiness? <clears throat> wow. Key to happiness. Um, it may sound cliche, but loving yourself, you know, love yourself, love what you're all about. You know, um, there's a lot of things that I don't like about myself, but there's a ton of things I do love about myself. You know, and so, so I attach myself to those things, you know, yeah, I'm going to focus on the things that I don't care about myself on to try to better it and get better whether it's fitness or whatever um, but focus on who you truly are live through that uh, find a person that lives through that my wife I hope she loves me for who I am <laughs> but no I could tell she loves me for who I am I love her for who she is and, uh, and and then we've had three amazing kids that we love them for who they are so just you got to be true to yourself, love yourself, and then put yourself out there to other people like that and get that in return. What do you think? Uh, what do you enjoy doing on your free time? Mm. Um, physically, I love playing golf. Love golf. Um, even though I'm not uh, great at it, I'm good. Um, but just getting out there um, with friends because uh, my wife don't play. Because again, she hates sports. <laughs> but uh, getting out there with friends, Bonnie, my dad plays golf uh, still to this day. So getting out with him, he wants to golf in every state, oh, nice. and I think he's made it to nine. I think he's around nine. So and I've helped him with some of that. We've golfed in Oklahoma and here and some other uh, cities together or states together. Um, but non-active, I love to collect comic books. I'm a big comic book collector. I've got comic books all the way dated back into the '60s um, that I've was able to get and purchase uh, but then just me growing up in the 80s and 90s uh, really good comics hit the market then and so i'm still a kid at heart when it comes to that kind of a nerd <laughs> what do you think makes a good friend um makes a good friend um listening uh being there uh being understanding uh, even through something that you may not agree with, but letting them tell you. I've had several friends that I don't agree with what they did. I don't agree with what they're doing, but I let them vent to me. And then I tell them, you know, and I, I'm straight up with them. So being honest too, being an honest friend, you know, let them know, hey, I wouldn't have done that or I don't agree with that, but this is what I think you should do. Take my advice or leave it. But no matter what, you could do something that I just totally hate. I'm still your friend. I'm still going to be there for you. You can come to me for anything, and I'll help you out. What are you most proud of in your life so far? My family, definitely. Uh, not just uh, my kids, but just the marriage uh, that my wife and I have. You know, to look back and see 25 years gone, and we're still where we're at. Yeah, it was not perfect. I, I tell you right now, if anybody, no matter how many years they got, say that their marriage is just perfect. No, mm -hmm. <laughs> they're lying. <laughs> and if they are perfect, uh, well, I guess 
more power to you. But um, I think the struggles that we had made us more today what we are than the good times that we had. I mean, yeah, the good times are great. We love the good times. You're always going to remember the good times. But the bad times, those times where you just feel like there's nothing else left in you to keep going, those are the times where you're going to be like, all right, I'm going to learn from this, get better at this, and move on. And then just seeing those kids of mine grow up, you know, I've got a 25-year-old, a 23-year-old, and an 18-year-old that, you know, they're just killing it. They're doing a great job. Um, they're struggling, too. Uh, like anybody right now in this day and age, you know, nothing's cheap, but they're learning, they're growing, and they're they're making it. So I love it. What do you hope to achieve in the future? Oh, wow. That's a dang good question. Um, just <laughs> hopefully, just continued happiness. This, you know, I, I don't ever want to lose the the smile. I don't ever want to lose the charisma that I have. Um, you know, and you know, life has been good to me. God has been great to me, and so I I want to keep that faith. I'd love to grow my faith more. So I think that would be something uh, to have an even deeper faith than what I have um, to see how far that that faith can take me. So love it. Yeah. Jared, thank you so much. Yeah. For coming on. Thank you. I hope you had a good time. I enjoyed talking to you. It's funny because before we push record, that was a lot of fun. Right. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> right. But thank you so much for coming on, guys. Don't forget, yeah. tune in to the Felt Podcast. Please subscribe, follow, keep supporting what we're doing. And in the description below, you're going to have a few links down there so you can find out all things, every, not joking, all things <laughs> about Jared and uh, the Tales from the Fort right. podcast. Any last words? No, just check us out. Like you said, Tales from the Fort. Keep it going. There we go. We'll awesome. see you on the next one. Peace.